Yo, yo, hey everybody, welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. A conversation to help Catholic influencers like you and me go deeper and further in our relationship with God and to share and influence the world for Jesus. I'm your host, Father Rob Gallia. And I'm your co-host, Danny Sullivan. And we look forward today to talking to you about social media. like you got really sassy in that introduction today <laughs> father rob well uh, yeah i'm trying to to, to sh- make it mix it up mix oh, it up mix a little bit i like that i like that a lot so yeah we're gonna talk about social media today what was the last thing you post on social media i feel like you post a lot more than me <laughs> <laughs> well i post a lot about a lot of different things the last thing i posted was a gym post oh yeah <laughs> well i i try i put a, a, usually one gym post a week i try to post about my life part of my life is gym part of my life is prayer part of my life is preaching Part of my life is doing this podcast. That was the, po- the post before that. How about yourself? What did you post? Um, I think I've posted once this year and I'm fairly sure it was a photo of me and my mom. There you so go. It's what, March now? Middle of March? No. Well, yeah, it's April. It's April. (laughs) (laughs) That shows how much attention I'm paying this year. Yeah. But you also look after the social FRG ministry social media as well. That's true. I posted a picture of a church. Today, because we are actually in a very special week um, of prayer and a special week of of focusing on Jesus. And I I like, like one of the things that you do is every week or is it every week? Like you post about the gospel of the week. It's supposed to be every week. Yeah. <laughs> it depends well, if I remember on Sunday morning. Yes. Yeah, so that's one of the things that maybe mm. we can talk about in social media. When it comes to social media, the importance of consistency. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was just my boss talking yeah, to me yeah. like, Danielle, you've got a job to do. <laughs> yeah. You have to be consistent yeah, with yeah. your posts. I'll, I'll consider it. Um, yeah. So we are talking about social media today and there's 3.4 billion people on a social media account and the biggest like Instagram, um, Facebook and YouTube. Amazing. And WeChat as well, actually. So there's like the four big ones. WeChat. Yeah. I, I don't have a WeChat. I, I, what's a, is it, is it like a WhatsApp? It's like a WhatsApp. Oh, okay. But I think the difference is that it's allowed in China. So that's why it's so big. Because oh, okay. when my friend went to China, she like forced me to download WeChat. So forced you. Forced me. That's amazing. <laughs> She's <laughs> very influential. <laughs> wow. So, okay. She asked nicely. <laughs> but 3.4 billion, that's like, yeah. there are 7 billion people in this world. And so like, that's a lot of people on social media. It is. And I guess, you know, this is the Catholic Influences podcast. So how should Catholics use social media? Mm. And thankfully, the church has actually told us this. And they told us in like 1963, I think it was. So before social media was created, before it was a thing, the church mm. was already explained to us like how we can use i think the document was called like media of social communications something so, in latin though i'm oh, sure it had the latin name i can't say the latin words, <laughs> so. <laughs> so vatican II document called media of social communications but in latin it said that we had to learn moderation and discipline in the use of media so that we can fully understand what we see here and read to discuss them with teachers and experts yeah. They were already advising like this is it's good, but you have to know how to use it and to be wise about using it, I guess. Yeah, and it was in nineteen sixty three, I suppose it was a time where social media was radio, television, movies, mm. um and, and things like that. And so uh, yes, they and in that context it hasn't really changed that we need we have power in our hands when 
it comes to media. While before it belonged to organizations, now it, it belongs to us. It's in our hands. And I don't think we realize as human beings just how much power we have in our hands when we hold our phone in our hands to influence the world and also to impact the lives of other people and our own lives as well. So yes, this is a very powerful document, which really, even though it was written before the, the age of social media, is very relevant today. So yeah, social media is very powerful and uh, sort of the way we use um, some people have more power than others, the way they influence others, now, not only because they have different, more followers, but because of uh, sometimes even the things we post, the things we do, we make can make ourselves really vulnerable. And I think this generation hasn't really understood the power we have over our own lives. You know, like, for example, when go, you go for a job in- interview, the first thing that people are going to look at when you've applied for a job is, is not your references. They're not going to look at your um, your qualifications even. Maybe they'll, they'll peruse through that. But the first thing they're going to do is they're going to look you up on Facebook. They're going to look you up on Twitter. They, they know a lot about a person and what they put on social media. So it is it has the power over our own lives, the influence over our own lives, but also the lives of others. I remember reading in an article once that whatever you put online is public and it's public forever because the internet, you know, there's no way to end it or to hide it. Mm. So there was this great article like whenever I post something online, this person that was writing it said that they try to think of all the ways they might ever need to defend it. Yeah. And that is how they judge if they should post it or not, is if I need to defend this, can I? Yes. And it's the same. And again, this is what this document is, uh, that this church document as well talks about being wise, being un- understanding the influence that we have on the, our own lives, but also on the lives of other people. And just, uh, you see, even when we speak, it's the same when we speak, we have a responsibility over our lives and over the lives of others. And even more so when we have a loud microphone, we have a loud platform like social media. And just because we can have a voice, it doesn't mean we should speak it out. And there's always a balance, you see, between truth and love. Just because something is true, it doesn't mean I have to say it. For example, if someone's walking through the street and maybe they, I don't know, they're not walking right, just because I don't go up to them and say, hey, hey, you're not walking right, just because maybe it is true that they're not walking right. We always need to act out of love. And social media, one of the ways we influence people is if there is no, if you don't, I don't know if your mom ever used to tell you this, but my mom always says, if you have nothing nice to say, then say nothing at all. Say nothing at all. I think that was my mom's favorite saying. Yes. And it's, it's, it accounts for ourselves and accounts for others as well. Another interesting thing about social media, I find, is that sometimes it can replace, it can replace um, sort of human relationships. Well, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I think that's really true. Um, you know, we can get so wrapped up in what we're posting online and that little rush of joy whenever someone likes it. Like that in some instances has replaced authentic relationships. And there are so many positive things about social media. Like you're saying, we can speak the truth. We can have this loud microphone in this platform to reach so many people, but there's also dangers. And one of those dangers is that it has the potential to replace real life, authentic relationships. Mm, Absolutely. And we can justify also bad actions through the way we present ourselves on social media. People say, okay, I I don't know. They're talking about the way they pray, the way they exercise, you know, and and, uh, I think one of the things, that's one of the things that I do, but I make sure, for example, that I'm living that life. Um, It's too easy to live a double life, to live a happy life on social media and then live a miserable life in reality. And the way we portray ourselves sometimes is unfair. Because if you look at everyone's social media, it's like everyone's happy, everyone's having a perfect life, when in reality, it's not. Hey, we, we struggle, we go through difficulties, but those are not Instagrammable moments, are they? Yeah, they're not usually very photogenic moments. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Like when you wake up first thing in the morning or when you have an argument with a parent, you know, those are moments that you don't make to your Instagram story. Yeah, exactly. And I think Pope Francis spoke about this as well, that, that social media is a gift from God, but if it's used wrongly or when it's like that, it can, it can lead to a radical sense of loneliness. And I think that's so true. Like it's something that even the, like the Pope has realized that yes, social media is good, but it can be damaging to us if we only put the positive stuff on there, if we're only seeing fake fake news, fake mm. positivity, then it can lead to us feeling bad about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that it doesn't mean that you wake up in a bad mood and you post about that. But I think at the same time, don't measure your life on the Instagram moments of others, because that can be so depressing. You know, and this is one thing I'm careful of as well in my social media. I do post moments of myself at the gym and flexing and, and moments where I'm praying. But there are also, I talk about in the post moments where I'm really struggling to get to the gym, moments where I'm really struggling to pray. And those usually make my Instagram story, not my Instagram wall. But I think it's so important as well for us to be real and to realize that behind the, the photoshopped and the, the spray painted Kim Kardashian's life, Life, there's also moments of struggle, moments where they have arguments at home, moments where they don't want necessarily to portray on social media. And we as individuals need to understand that. So let's talk about five things that Catholics should consider when using social media. So I guess the first thing is when you post, think about what you're posting and the reasons why you're posting it. Is it so that you can share your real authentic life? Is it out of vanity or pride or is it pointing to Jesus? Like what are you trying to portray with your online presence? And does that mirror up with your real self? I think that's a really important thing to consider. Exactly. But it doesn't mean you don't post moments when you're looking good. It doesn't mean you don't post moments that um, are happy moments, but at the same time, are they real? Are they real to to your life? Yes. Yeah, so that's a fantastic point. And uh, I'm just reading reading here this verse John 3:30 he must increase but i must decrease so our social media should point to someone beyond ourselves doesn't mean every post has to point to beyond ourselves but as a whole who are we pointing to who are we glorifying who are we lifting up so at the end of the day a true catholic a true christian is overall in all their posts um, and doesn't mean in every post but through their posting are pointing to a life that follows and that's centered around jesus and the second thing to think about is who are you following? Who are the people that you're inspired by or the images that you're seeing on your feed? How do they make you feel? Does scrolling through your newsfeed make you feel positive? Does it make you think and ask deeper questions? Or do you finish a scroll, reach the end, you know, reach the end of your Instagram feed and all of a sudden you just feel jealous or you feel empty at your own life because it doesn't quite measure up to the influencer that you're following? Yeah. And so it's about looking after your internal climate. Yeah. So just making sure that um, you, you, it's okay for posts to make you uncomfortable. I follow all types of people. I follow people who make me really uncomfortable, you know, people who I don't agree with. And I think it's important for me not to have on my feed only people I agree with, but also at the same time, protect your heart, as you're saying, protect um, y- your soul. And but for example, men and women, I suppose, just be careful what, what you're watching and what is on your feed. If you're having a, a half naked men and women constantly on your free feed, you, you're affecting your internal climate as well. Absolutely. And a third thing is don't prioritize social media over your relationship with God. 
Like I know I'm definitely guilty of this. The first thing in the morning, I have to stop and think like, do I pray or do I go through Instagram? Because if your phone's right there, the temptation's right there just to go on social media and make that, you know, the the start of your day. You know, we're called to give God our first fruits, but is our first fruits prayer or is it just scrolling through our phone for a little while? Absolutely. So waking up first thing in the morning, I'm praying. I'm not posting about praying. <laughs> One of the things that I do every morning is just I wake up and I, I put my hands out over my doona, over my quilt, you know, and I say, Jesus, give me a hug. Give me a hug. And I just sit there for five, 10 minutes and just imagine Jesus giving me a hug. This is before I get to my social media. This is before I do anything. And uh, the temptation is to go. My first thought is to go to my social media and to check my emails. I wonder if they responded to my email yet. I wonder if they, how many more likes I got in my last post. But always, always see God first and keep your social media as well. That's a good thing to keep your phone away from you when you're praying. Put it in another room. If you have a timer, if you have scripture, get an analog Bible, you know, just don't keep your phone next to you. Because if you're anything like me, you're going to be distracted after five minutes. And then 15 minutes into your prayer, you realize, oh my goodness, I prayed for five minutes. And then the last 15 minutes has been scrolling through Facebook. Um, And I think the fourth thing is similar to that, but don't prioritize social media over your relationship with others. We spoke Mm. about this radical sense of loneliness and that we can become so consumed in social media that we forget to have real and authentic relationships with humans that we actually see see in real life. Absolutely. So I think it's important to, you know, communication on social media is good and convenient and it's it's really helpful when your friends go over to China and you have to get WeChat because you can't see them face to face, but then also making sure that that's not where all your relationships lie. That's right. And social media is an an instrument. It's a it's an assistance. It's not it's a, it's a terrible lord if we make it to our lord. You see? And because otherwise we get trapped. We get trapped in an illusion of intimacy. We think people love us. We think we're accepted and our affirmation becomes the likes as opposed to conversations. And I guess the fifth and final thing of how, you know, just five tips on how Catholics can use social media is to remember that everything is good in moderation. Mm. That Social media isn't a bad thing. It is helpful and it's helping the world reach out to each other. And it really, I don't know, this is just a personal view that it really does help our universal church because it's not a church that you see in your local community. It's one that you can see online and you can reach out to people all around the world and your friends, but then, you know, being able to recognize that it's not everything. So moderation is important, I think. Yes. And we should use our social media to influence people. We should use our inf- um, social media to point to Jesus. But uh, as you're saying, it's, a, it's sometimes we need to set boundaries. We need to set um, guidelines saying, hey, I mean, you know, like even on the iPhone, I don't know about Androids, but iPhone have a, a certain amount of time, screen time. Time, you know, limit your screen time, limit the time you, you spend and responding to messages, moderation as well with how you um, respond, because otherwise it's a never ending cycle. Okay. So um, I think it's so important to everything we do in social media is an instrument. It's a gift from God. It's a gift to, to the church to reach out to people, but let's use it always never to point to ourselves, but to look outwards, to, um, to be authentic, to be real to this world, because they're desperate, they're desperate to hear uh, and to see Jesus in, in your life and through your social media. But at the same time, don't let it control you. Let it be a servant, not a master. So now we're going to interview Richie Orozco. He's the person that manages Catholic Connect. It's quite a big uh, Instagram and Facebook account that connects Catholics all around the world. Um, So we're going to go into that interview now with him and he's going to talk about how he uses social media to spread the good news.
Hi, I'm here today with Richie Orozco. Richie, you started the Catholic Connect online community. So currently on Instagram, you have over 200,000 followers. Facebook, there's over 15,000. And Twitter, there's over 74,000. So it's a huge community. And today we're just going to talk about why you started that, how it's so successful, I guess, in terms of reaching, I think it's you reach over 5 million people every week. So do you want to start by maybe introducing yourself and who you are? Sure. Um, I'm Richie. <laughs> um, I'm from Texas. I'm originally from Mexico, but I right now I live in Houston, Texas, but I travel pretty much everywhere in the U.S. <laughs> wow. So yeah, and thank you for having me, by the way. No, thank you so much for agreeing to come on. We're really excited for this interview because, you know, there's, I think, very few people in the church that have as much experience on social media maybe as you. So I guess from there, like, you've got quite a massive reach. I think it's about four or five times you reach daily, the amount of people that live in my whole town. So did you set out to get that kind of response or that reach on social media? So definitely not. I was not expecting it to grow that quick. But what my my initial goal was trying to reach the youth because I saw that there was like such a huge disconnect when it came to social, or the church and the youth. And where's the youth? Well, they were in social media all the time. I mean, most most kids are on social media. So how could I help them? Because what I saw was like in high school, I went to pretty much uh, public schools my whole life and, and here in, in the U.S. And what I noticed is there's so many Catholics, but they're falling away Catholics because there's really nothing to reach out to them. And so I wanted to do something about that. So my whole idea was trying to help the youth at first. And it ended up helping me a lot. <laughs> and then it started growing a lot. And I was like, oh, wow. So it's not just for the youth. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. Like it has grown a lot. Do you know how that happened? Like, was it organic or what was kind of the turning point where it just went from being this little idea that you had to help the youth to something so much bigger than that? So I just shared content. I honestly just shared good Catholic content. And I think what happened was, uh, well, what happens out there is that sometimes Catholic pages can either be too extreme or maybe to watch down. I, I just keep it Catholic. Like, obviously, I put my opinion sometimes, but I always stay with the church teaching. So I never stray away from that. And I mean, it works. I mean, the church has the truth. So you don't have to create anything new. You just got to share it. That's awesome. That's awesome advice. But yeah, it's the truth will kind of spread itself, I guess. I love that quote, like the line doesn't need to be defended, like set a line free and it will defend itself. And I guess that's kind of yeah, exactly. what, what you've seen on your social media. What kind of response yeah. have you seen through managing these social media pages? So it's funny. I actually, obviously really good responses, but when it first started, we started on Twitter, which most people are like shocked because they're like, oh, wait, what? It's not Instagram. So we started on Twitter and a few months after I started it, it took a lot of time at first because I, I wasn't kind of like, I didn't know how to manage all, everything all the time. Plus, I was in school full time and I was just doing it to help people. And, and I didn't tell anyone it was me for the first like two years. I just did it. <laughs> and so not even my brothers, no one knew about it. It's so sneaky. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but it, that was the first two years. But like the first three months that I had to, that account, I was wondering if it was actually like helping anyone. So I kept wondering, is it actually going to help? Well, is it actually helping people or am I just wasting my time? So obviously before deciding, I just prayed a little bit for a few days. I prayed about that. And, and then I realized like the big impact that it was having when two younger people reached out within the same week saying how they were like contemplating suicide and they ran into the content. Like someone retweeted one of the tweets that we put out, which was 
amazingly Padre Pio, and he's one of my favorite saints. <laughs> and so uh, she was like, she's like, I had never heard about Padre Pio, and you posted a quote about him. And I started doing a little research with the pages that you shared about Padre Pio, and she's like, and that changed, like, that literally saved me. And I was like, okay, well, I was like, whoa. <laughs> and then the same week, another person reaches out, pretty much the same story, but this time it wasn't a young person. It was like a 30-something-year-old woman. And, so old. And I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's when I noticed that our pages were actually reaching people that I wasn't expecting to reach at first. Because I was like, I mean, I didn't really expect to reach such a broad audience. And then we did, and I mean, it just started growing, and then I was like, might as well put it on every social media and spread our content everywhere. And that's what we've been pretty much doing. <laughs> yeah, really well. It's awesome. Did you, like you mentioned that you didn't really know what you were doing when you started out. Did you then go and like do independent uh, research? Like, did you have to study how social media works? No, not at all. I just played around with it. <laughs> and awesome. I realized like people that, or companies that try and like research and do all these things, find out the algorithm, they end up always staying behind. You just got to play around with it and see what works, what doesn't work. And people love when you're authentic, when you're not trying to like, I don't know. I think Catholic Connect, what's different with the first answer from other ones is that, first of all, we're always with the church. And second of all, we're always spreading uh, news from everyone. We share news, secular news. We share uh, church news. We share content from every single Catholic company. We don't care who it is. We'll share it as long as it's good. Why not? <laughs> and so I think people really like that. And that's the whole thing behind us. It's Catholic Connect. We just connect Catholics with content like and with other Catholics. <laughs> we just want to keep it simple. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And like, you know, also like raising up those maybe smaller social media pages that don't have the audience that you do by sharing their content. Like you're just sharing good, solid truth from authentic people that just maybe need that boost as well. Like that's so good that you're able to have that platform to share that. That's awesome. Yeah. And and, and I love sharing things from like priests because priests always have so such solid content that I just like, I always like try and find all the priests and I follow them. Yeah. <laughs> nah, priests on Instagram. Just seeing the human oh, side yeah. of them is really like, it's something that you wouldn't have seen without social media. Are there some do's and don'ts of Catholic social media? Yeah. Um, so first of all, don't be, and I'll say it nicely, don't be rude. <laughs> like no one needs that. And you're not going to bring anyone to the space by being, uh, I guess being mean, cause not me, but I want to say it. I just, <laughs> I got to keep it PG, but yeah, it, it just it, be authentic. But at the same time, like you don't have to attack people just because they don't believe the same thing. It, in fact, dialogue is what brings others to faith. I mean, when we start exploring the differences, the similarities, and, like, actually talk to each other and see what the truth is, you, I mean, look for the truth and you'll end up Catholic. So that's really, that's what I know, and I've seen it before, so it's just, like, I don't even have to, um, I, I, I mean, I, ju- I would just say don't attack anyone. Just teach them. But even if, like, when people attack me, because I've had a lot of attacks before, and by by crazy people uh, on Twitter, maybe, <laughs> but it's I just ignore them. Honestly, it's it's way better just to ignore. Awesome, because yeah, that was so, yeah. My, my next question was going to be like, how do you like deal with that? Because online, I guess it's easy for people to criticize anonymously. Like you don't know them; they're just kind of a keyboard warrior, if you will. And like, do you get a lot of that? Like, is it a regular thing? And are there other ways that you deal with it? Um. Uh, 
it's not really that regular because I don't, I mean, I never post anything against the Catholic church. And so really, if anyone is attacking me, they're probably not Catholic. I just let it go. <laughs> because if, if you respond to someone like that, you're going to end up giving them the attention they, they seek by attacking you. If you don't, they just stop attacking you. <laughs> there is kind of, you know, we're really blessed in 2019 that social media is accessible and to share our faith is something that, you know, it can be quite easy. All we have to do is post a picture of what we're doing on Sunday and we're sharing our faith. But what advice would you give to someone who wants to share their faith on social media, but maybe is like a bit reluctant? Yeah. So, I mean, start lightly. You don't have to go full out. (laughs) Yeah. But you can start posting something, just share something. But what I've noticed is because before I didn't post that much about the faith, like on my personal profile, but then I didn't, I don't care anymore. It's just like after the first few months, I was like, I really don't care. And so I started like what people think. And so I share a bunch of things now, but I think people, a lot of people like it because they're, they're also Catholic or Christian. And then when they see you sharing stuff like that, it's like, Oh wait, there's another one. There's like, there's someone else like me. Like, and then they see the courage that you have and then they, you kind of like encourage them to also share and then they start sharing it. And it's like a rippling effect that everyone starts doing it. <laughs> so it's pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's, yeah, you can be like the, I guess the catalyst for change, which is awesome. Like, you know, suddenly it's not so jarring or strange for you to share your faith. That's really good advice just yeah. to start small. Um, and I guess, yeah, again, be authentic as well. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your time today, Richie. Like this has been awesome. And it's so nice to kind of hear how such a successful social media, uh, go check it out, Catholic Connect, um, kind of just started <laughs> from you wanting to share the faith and just being authentic and not with an agenda or lots of research or study, just sharing the truth from people who were speaking the truth. And that's awesome. Dude, thank you. And soon everyone will be able to see our own app. <laughs> that's It's actually, it's a combination. It's social media with social networking. So Catholics can actually connect with their local communities and see what's happening and get involved. So check it out. It'll be available pretty soon. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm really excited for that one. We'll definitely keep an eye out for those announcements as well. Awesome. So thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for having me. No, thank you so much for coming on the show, Richie. It's been awesome. And we'll definitely continue to pray for you and the Catholic Connect community that it just continues to reach people and reach their hearts as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Catholic Influencers Podcast. We hope that you've got something out of this and have learned a little bit about social media and how we can use social media as Catholics to influence the world for Jesus. Please reach out to us on the FIG social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and go follow Catholic Connect as well and join that community. Until next time, God bless.